see, I feel like Forrest Gump when he sees Forrest Dan, uh, 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 Jenny. Dan, yeah, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan! When he's on the boat, he's got his hands on his hip. Yes, I it's know. been so long. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, it's been quite a month. I've been busy. We'll get into it another day. But sure. Let's just say the best laid plans don't always work no. out. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. And speaking of best laid plans, today's a huge day. It's Sly's it birthday. Is. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. It's our two-year anniversary. Yes, Today. it is. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Yep. You you didn't even mention that to me in our pre-little yeah. uh, amble that we do every show here. <laughs> wow, two years. Two years. So we started on his 75th, and now he's 77. My God. Yeah. Isn't that something? You it's know, crazy. I remember my father telling me um, it was probably a few months before I had even done the previous podcast that i had been on yeah. um i remember my dad mentioning to me and my dad he's such an interesting guy you know he really is uh you know there's no secret my dad only went to ninth grade but he's okay, one of the yeah. smartest guys i know he really is right. he really applies himself he reads he he's into the newspaper mm -hmm. the local mm -hmm. news which is where you should get a lot of information from um but anyways he he always gives me another something to think about like i think i'm on the right track and i'm basically am on the right track anyways my father says to me he goes Mike, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And I go, oh, God, Dad, these podcasts are so stupid. I said, there's a couple <laughs> of rocky ones out there now. I said, a long, long, long time ago, I was part of something called Slycast. I mm. said I would come on as a, as a guest talker because of my knowledge. And, and right. I love those guys. Mm -hmm. Those guys were great. There were two Jeffs and a guy named Craig who I, I adore those guys. But, you know, things break up like the Beatles. They move on and so right, on. Right, right. And they're doing other things. But uh, so I said, no, I don't know. Podcasting, that's not for me. It's mm, kind of cheesy. Come on. <laughs> and when, when you came to me with this and I thought, you know what? Here's somebody, Stacy, who... You know, uh, be, when you get burned a little bit along the way, you get a little yeah. jaded. But, yeah. you know, there's something about you, Stacey, that is very wholesome and likable and accessible. <laughs> now, I mean that. I mean that. And Aww. and I, 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 I know I hit you in the head with tomato compliments every once in a while, but I think it's it's appropriate. And, and I, I think I think we all should give people in our lives those types of compliments Thank who you. have helped us get to where we are. So. You know, this this is a, a big show, but we'll get to all that in just a little bit. Uh, so, yeah. OK, so your best laid plans did not work out. No, for you, right. No, they didn't work out for you. All no, right. but in your tours, you said have been mental this month, right? <laughs> I mean, when <laughs> mentally irregular comes to mind <laughs> on this, you know, uh, so. You know, we, we talked about uh, one of the last, I think, podcasts we did. We talked about the thing with MGM and so on. And yeah. and I was terrified. I thought MGM making me take the Rocky out of my tour name that right. I worked so hard for 15 years to acquire and, and get a good repu a great reputation. Uh, I thought that's it. <laughs> Game over, yeah. man. You're yeah. going back to Sharon Williams and hauling thousands of gallons of paint daily to job sites. No and way. I said, I, I can't do that. I can't. I know. I, I just could. So. Um, it turns out that May and June were the busiest months ever in all the time I've been doing this. And the name has been changed. Everything has been changed. And people are still finding me. And yeah. and I'm I'm really I, I'm, I was able to go. <sighs> yeah. And I had gone in this weekend. Um, my my brother, Jay, had his 50th birthday uh, on the 29th. And uh, my sister-in-law's is coming up in August 9th or 10th, 10th, I think. Okay. Um, and uh, I got in for this co-birthday dinner. And yeah. my mother says to me, we're sitting on the porch and the summer breeze is going and the <laughs> sound of life is happening around the house. And I tell my mother this and she goes, when will you listen to your mother? She goes, I told you. She goes, you, you got nothing to worry about. She goes, you're cemented. That's it. People are going to find you. Yes. And she was right. But that's you know, true. When you're in the throes of it, you don't you don't know you because I'm always a guy. I wear my insecurities on my sleeves when I mm -hmm. when I when it comes to this Rocky stuff. I'm so afraid. Sue always says I'm terrified it's going to be taken away from me. And I, right away, I'm like a samurai warrior with the swords out and I'm 
with the nunchucks ready to fight <laughs> anyone who's in the way. And fighting is not always the best course of action. I know. But you you're know? you're like in TripAdvisor's things to do in Philadelphia. That's yeah, that's pretty yeah. cemented. <laughs> it is. It, it, it is. And I'm always in the top. I was the number one tour for like three years. Yeah. Until the algorithms changed. And so now I'm in the top like five out of 120 or 130 tours. I'll take that. That's fine. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Anyways. People know. <laughs> that's, that's been my my time. I've just been very, very busy. busy. I, I haven't had much time to do anything. There's been no sunbathing. There's been no swimming. Uh, I save a lot of money on, like, you know, coconut oil. But other than that, <laughs> that's it. That's, oh, that's you're a goober. <laughs> but, you know, the one thing that I did get a really huge kick out of was the last episode yes. of the Stallone family show on Paramount Plus yes. streaming now. Go check it out. So good. It was amazing. There's this great segment where there was a little drama. They weren't sure if all three daughters were going to make it to right. dinner because this is a very big moment for Sly. <laughs> yes, he's been to Philly uh, several times, but this particular time, he didn't know if he's going to be able to come back again anytime soon with the whole family. Right. So they go to the Victor Cafe and there's this great shot of them um, uh, sitting at the table. And there you go. That's the table where Sophia is sitting is where Drago sat. And of mm -hmm. course, where Sly is sitting is where Rocky sat in the uh, uh, second spinoff sequel to the greatest series ever. Nice. Um, so <laughs> that was that was kind of interesting. And their third daughter, uh, uh, Scarlett. Scarlett she, yeah, yeah, she came a little bit later, but she did make up for dinner and it was very, very sweet. And if, if you guys haven't seen it yet. It's the eighth uh, episode. Uh, it's uh, it closes out. It's mm -hmm. wonderful. Go yeah. check out the episode. You get an insight. You get a little peek through the blinds at what their life is like. And and I think that it's it's remarkable to put themselves out there. What what do you think about uh, the show so far? Well, I mean, it removes a little bit of the mystery. You don't know what everyone's like you know and jen's right. just a mom she just wants family yeah. together she's just she's all about yep. being the mama and yeah you know it was really interesting to learn more about scarlet because we we see a lot of sophia and sistine because of the podcast and they're more visible where scarlet's you know a little more private she wants sort of her own little thing so i thought it was neat watching her Talk about wanting that independence, you know, away from the big Stallone name and just build. Her I own was I was very drawn to uh, yeah. Scarlett in that sense. Yeah. I was very interested in saying, wow, yeah. she, I can relate to Scarlett more than maybe some other people because Scarlett wants she wants to do her own thing. Yeah. And yeah. and sometimes that's hard for other people to say, mm, you know, what? You know, yeah. Come on with us or whatever, you know, but it's great. Everybody understands and everybody gets it. But I love that she does her own thing. I I, I think that's quite re right. remarkable. And I think the funniest thing is she's the youngest one yet. I think she's the most directed, like she's the most sure of exactly what she wants to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I was like, hey, good for you. I wish I had known that I'm still floating around, <laughs> you know, trying to figure it out. And she seems pretty solid about what she wants to do. I no, like she's incredible. What is yeah. she, like 21, I think? She, yeah, she's 21, yeah. I think, right? 2021. Yes. And she, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, she knows she has direction. I remember when I was about 20 years old, uh, I I was, like, figuring out how to put cheese on the mousetrap without breaking my finger. <laughs> right. Like, that's where I was at at 20, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no, not, not, good for her. her. Yeah, good, good for her. Anyways, episode 78. Episode do you have any... Episode 78. Do you have any big sly facts? I have a 1978 fact. It was his directorial debut with Paradise Alley. Mm, nice. And uh, Michael has a neat little thing he noticed that even yeah. Sly didn't notice. Love it, this. That's true. That's true. So I mentioned this probably about a year and a half ago. So I'll tell you this again. The opening of Rocky 2, we see that scene with the ambulance the camera's in the front seat of the ambulance and it's going around through the streets of philadelphia and you know if if you know philly the thing is the route makes no sense <laughs> there's no because the fight was at the spectrum so they should come right up south broad street and probably take a left down on on dickinson or south street and then cut over to the hospital that was down around eight like that's really where they should have went but 
I get it. For dramatic effect, right. for the opening of the movie, this is much more cinematic. I understand right. that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, as the ambulance is crossing around City Hall, on the left, we see what appears to be a church, which it's actually, what's the the the, the secret thing, the secret society? The Masons. It's a, yes. it's a giant Masons Lodge, right? Okay. And as the ambulance comes towards us, now it turns around and we're inside the ambulance looking out. And to the right is a city bus. And on yes. the back of the bus, it says Paradise Alley. And it has Sly's headshot of uh, Cosmo Carboni. And you can see it clearly says Paradise Alley with that big cursive P uh, on the back of the bus. Do you know Sly never noticed that at the time? It right. got past editing. No. I. I can't. And, and who noticed it and who told him? Hey, I by wrote the way. him that. I wrote him that. Yes, I messaged him. I don't know. A few years ago, I had messaged him and he goes, never do that. <laughs> it, back, it comes back. Had no idea. That was it. <laughs> like, that's really? Crazy. Wow. And so then I began to think, like, how do you miss something like that? And I remember reading an article uh, about the pressure slide was under as he is under. Anytime he's the actor, writer, producer, director, star. I mean, it's right. that's a lot of hats you got to wear. And so something you're going to miss something. It's, it's, it's just going to happen. But Paradise Alley did open at that time. And I remember in this one particular article, he had uh, talked about going to a screening in Philadelphia. He snuck in the back door and there was like nobody in the audience. Nobody went to see it. And he's like, oh, my God, this Aww. movie's going to be a flop. And. I it, it I don't think it was really well received. I don't know why. I love Paradise Alley. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people say Sly can't sing, and they may be right, or maybe they're definitely right. But I love there are two things I love. I love Drinkenstein. Yes, <clears throat> Drinkenstein <laughs> so and fun. Stay Out of My be- Bedroom in Rhinestone. I can still yes. sing those songs today. And I love the opening scene of Paradise Alley in 1978 when he jumps from rooftop to yep. rooftop and he sings too close to paradise. Right. There is something so visceral from the character's point of view singing this song. Right. I I loved it. I just, I do. So right. that, that's not fanboy worship. That's just, I'm telling you how it is. <laughs> Well, there's music in the veins. I mean, Frank can sing. There's no way Sly can't sing. At right. Least some, you know? right. No, I mean, any of you guys watching right now after the podcast, go watch, go on YouTube and pull up Drinkenstein or stay out of my bedroom with Dolly Parton. I'm telling you, it, draws, it, it draws you in. Yes, it does. I mean, Dolly Parton draws you in no matter what, but <laughs> Sly singing draws you in too. So it's great stuff. Check it out. Okay. Check it out. All right. So here's something that I teased Stacy with. Yeah. And I think she got annoyed with me. I'm like, I don't know. So we're going to play a television ad right now. And I want you all to think what this has to do with the Rocky mythology. Sly, if you see this, maybe, maybe this might slip your mind. I don't know. You'll probably know it. Stacy, go ahead. Play that. The word is awesome. Introducing the newest Datsun Z car. Now, turbo driven. Own the new Datsun Turbo Z car and you own the road. Okay. <laughs> now, I want to see in the chat. All right. Yes. So cue that music for the Jeopardy. Da, 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 da. So let's cue that. And I want to see in the live chat on YouTube. What do you guys think? We're, we're Stacy and I are just going to stay here. We're going to stare at you, and we're going to see if you come up with any of the right answers. I'll be shocked. I don't see anything so far, Stacey. Uh, no. 
I'm nope. looking. I don't see anything so far. <laughs> Okay, like the most innocuous thing on the face of the earth. I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, would you play a little scene from Paulie Panino in a bar in the opening of Rocky Three? Contender Clubber Lang will have to continue to play the waiting game, but that should be a great, great matchup. Introducing the newest Dutchman Z. Did you guys hear the commercial playing after Clubber? <laughs> the commercial playing after Clubber is the Dotson commercial. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. So that that's that's pretty good. That's wow. I would love to know if Sly ever noticed that or would know I, that connection. <laughs> I'm going to say Sly doesn't. I'm going to say, so, but but here's the thing. Sly directs Rocky Three, right? So um, he nothing gets in the movie without his approval because he's got to sign off on everything. Right. So somewhere along the line, he had to have okayed a Dotson commercial. Right. To be right. used. That would yeah. have had to have been given credit to or or maybe they pay Stallone to be in Rocky three yeah, right. or, or, the, or MGM rather. But then the interesting thing is the car Adrian pulls up to that Burgundy. I think it was a, a 360 Z Dotson. OK, I think uh, she pulls up in Rocky four. I don't know what you people are doing here. I don't know what you people are talking right. about. Yeah. And then Rocky comes in and he goes, why'd you do it? He's got to do what I got to do, Adrian. <laughs> I love it. But so she's driving a, a Datsun there. So so I just I, I think it was a Datsun 280Z. And the only reason I say that is because uh, a friend I went to school with, this guy, Mo, he, oh. he his father bought him one. Yeah, that it's a few bucks back then. But uh, anyways, so that's that's our little our little our little trivia thing there. I don't know. Was that too much? Was that too verbose? Was, no, it was good. Was it I, was... All right, I didn't lord it over anyone, did I? <laughs> no, right. only me. <laughs> I did. I that was very disappointed in you. Oh my god. Oh, the sun will rise. <laughs> okay, Stacy. <laughs> this episode for several reasons is is kind of important. You know, first time where we have something from Sly that is specifically for this show this was not specifically for me i over the last i don't know four years five years i forget exactly how long but i've been text messaging with sly sometimes it's weekly sometimes it's every two weeks but he's so generous that he gets back to me and it's always the minutia of rocky like i'm tempted to ask him first blood questions i am oh. Because First Blood is next in the series. Right. And I want to talk to him about Copland. And then I want to talk to him about Paradise Alley and Lords of Flatbush. And But I know his time is so valuable. Right. And the most important thing to me is anything with Rocky. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 try to, I try to hold my questions to that. Anyways, I had this question that... I thought was a fairly interesting question. I did not expect it to get the uh, response right. that we're all going to see. Mm -hmm. I wrote, I, I, I sent him a voice message through his phone probably three weeks ago ish, two weeks ago. And um, actually, well, Stacy, go ahead. Why don't you play it? All right. Hey, Sly, how's it going? Listen, I want to ask you a question. Um, it's kind of one of those deep ones, you know, so, uh, I don't know, think about it. When you think of Rocky, what is it that you think of? What's the image that pops into your mind? Is it the young fighter walking the docks in the fedora, you know, forever young, even though at 30 he was past his physical prime, almost in boxing? Do you think of Rocky Three, Rocky Four? that imagery? Do you think of Rocky Balboa? You know, or do you think of, you know, Rocky from the first Creed movie? <laughs> I hate to even say the C word around you. I don't even like to say it in my own life. But 
you know, it's, there's a certain beautiful imagery of Rocky. And I've always wondered, when you see something on television, when you have a conversation with someone, what is it that pops in your mind when someone says Rocky? Or do you think of the grueling filming schedule? Do you think of the issues at hand? Or do you somehow find the great beauty and the naivety of the character? I was hoping to get this on the podcast. This is one of the types of questions I like answering. And we're going to come back on the podcast, I think. I think around your birthday, we're going to come back. Um, we're going to take a couple of weeks off, bunch of stuff going on, tours, everything, keeping us busy. Anyway, listen, if you get some time, send me your thoughts. I, I, I'd love to, <laughs> you know me, pick your brain about Rocky. Anyway, so I'll keep punching. <laughs> and this was his immediate response three minutes later. Hey, good question. Let me have a little time to deliberate out the question, then I'll answer. Well, when he <laughs> wrote me back that, I said to myself, wow, I think I struck a very nostalgic yeah. mode in his mind. Yeah. I really I really did. And, and, and for me, it was, uh, I, I was a little taken aback by that. Yeah. Okay, so... 24 hours later, <laughs> I'm doing a tour. An alert comes up, message. Yeah. And uh, so I go, I look at it, and it's a uh, fifth, almost a 16-minute video link yep. of him sitting in his house responding to this question. And I couldn't move. I was like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> I was like. Oh, what if you had told 11 year old Mikey Kunda from Scranton Aww. that this was going to happen? Yeah, I would have I would have had them take you in a straitjacket to the loony bin. <laughs> Stacy, I teased this early last week, and I, uh, I think everybody really wants to hear this right mm -hmm. from Sly's mouth. And he goes on quite quite a tangent a quite an educational yeah. tangent one i could only beg him for more so stacy why don't you hit that button here we go mike kunda you are quite tenacious no doubt about it and probably the most renowned historian on rocky curator of that character <laughs> and i'm very grateful for that and for all the association, all the friends you have that have come along and work with you on the podcast and something you've dedicated your life to, which is pretty extraordinary. You asked a very profound question. I've always thought that Rocky is one of the great realists in the world. He knows his flaws, he knows his inadequacies, and he doesn't try to cover them up. He's not afraid of, to mention his losing record in boxing. I mean, he lost over 25 fights, it, it's, but to him, it's just part of being real with oneself, understanding that, as Rocky would say, I'm not a great fighter, but I definitely fight great fighters. That's what I do. And I would say pretty conclusively that the attitude I had in Rocky II is pretty much in, in, in my mind at all times. In other words, he, at that time, he was going, he wasn't, he was never a champion. He never saw himself as a champion. He, he never, he always wanted to win, but he never wanted the trappings of, of being a champion. If anything, it took away from the essence of his simplicity and it complicated his life. So when he eventually had to go back to his quote roots in Rocky Five, which I wish I had re-edited and um, rethought 
because there was something very profound about how do you go back. It's probably the most terrifying thing in the world for anyone who has had a modicum of success is to lose it all. And you go, what were all those beatings for? What was all that dedication? What was all that insecurity of rising above your fears? For nothing. But he, again, he isn't the kind of guy that would overtly whine. And there, I guess there's some aspects of that film that I, in, in retrospect, I would, of course, have done over. And uh, the fight I would have definitely done over. I, I would have probably had it indoors. There was something about the street that didn't have the grandeur, the pageantry that the audience had built up in their minds. So it's kind of, for example, you're going to a Formula One race, you're going to the Daytona 500 for 20 years. All of a sudden, you find out that the race is being held in a cornfield in Kansas. You know, oh, really? Yeah, outdoors in a cornfield in Kansas at high noon. It dampens the whole imagery and the expectation. And I think that had a subliminal effect that was quite resoundly rejected by people that saw it. The film itself, I think, was adequate in its performances. Um, I probably could have done a better job if I directed it. Uh, no offense to John, but after two and three and four, it was almost autopilot. I know that was also one of your questions, Mike, you go, do you ever think, when you think about Rocky, do you, what do you think of when you see it on TV or someone asks you about it? Do you think about, oh, God, that was incredibly tedious? Or do you have other feelings? I still have a sense of wonderment that how did this happen? Because it was almost um, done, as all of them were done, on a, in a sense of, on a sense, with a sense, I should say, too many punches, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I would look at it as an incredibly exhilarating experience. Uh, yeah, there's tediousness, there's pain, there's a major uh, scenes that have to be really approached with a great deal of temerity because you know it's going to hurt, you know it's going to be laborious, you know that, quite frankly, um, you could fail miserably. See, boxing matches, uh, I make them up in a sense the way you make up a mathematical equation. And when the numbers don't match, when it's a little too top-heavy, that's called over-filming, over-fighting, and the audience just tunes out. And you have the same situation when I did Rocky III, for example, where I'd gone from the 15-round fight to a three-round fight. And, of course, I was catching hell from everyone, but I thought if you take the same amount of punches that you have in a 15-round fight and you put it into a three-round fight, it's going to be exalting. It's going to be extraordinary. It's going to be uh, like a drag race as opposed to, you know, the Daytona 100-mile or Daytona 500-mile race. It's going to be powerful, quick, and that all is predicated on what you set up before it. You know, you tell the audience, you don't have the strength to win. There's no chance. You're going to get murdered if it goes past three rounds. Now, you've lit the fuse. And everyone's going, oh shit, round one, round two, oh, he's still standing. He's got one round to go. So the anticipation is 
it's like it, it's building at such at such a friendly state. I just got excited thinking about. It. I was I was actually flashing back in the first time I walked into the ring, and the music was playing the Marine Band, and then Clubber comes in. I'm looking around at that time, maybe three four thousand people, and it was under a lot of duress. I don't want to get into that right now, but it it, it finally happened. But the what I think about is, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel exalted. I don't feel like, hey, I did it and hell with everyone else. You know, which I guess you could say you, know, you beat the odds and you could be a bit arrogant. I kind of did mm. that earlier on in the 70s. But that's long gone. If anything, it's, there's nothing more boorish it's someone telling you how cool they are, you know, <laughs> whatever reason. There's only a couple of guys that get away with that, like Arnold's one. <laughs> My guy, he can say it, but he has a better delivery. It just it works on him. It's that kind of bravado that makes him Arnold. Um, I, I'm triggered a different way. Triggered. I'm, triggered. I'm whittled a different way. And that is... I look at it as like the audience. I'm not going, well, that's me, that's me. Look at me, wow, I look really cool in that scene. No, not at all. If anything, I see the defects. But I do enjoy the, the gravity of it. It just pulls you in. You know, it's like centrifugal force and then gravity. And it makes me really, damn happy to accomplish this. And it makes me even happier that other people still really covet the relationship with this fictional character. I mean, it's, it really kind of almost crosses the line between fact and fiction. Yeah. Sometimes in Philadelphia, when I go and look at the statue, and I study people's expressions. I'm usually hidden off in some secluded area for a few moments before I'm discovered. And I notice that people actually, a lot of them, have blurred the line and Rocky is almost semi-real. It's touched something in their own psyche and in their own hearts that wants it to be real as opposed to uh, Rambo. You know, no one's ever gonna say Rambo's real or that. Even though I, I like the character, what, what the character has provided with me is, you know, you have, it's, it's almost a bipolar <laughs> um, career choice. Rocky is totally uh, manic in a way that he's up. He's always up and then Rambo's negative, depressive, manic depressive, uh, with these different kinds of swings. So I feel incredibly grateful to be able to play this spectrum. But getting back to Rocky, I could do Rocky to the day I drop dead. I, I have a great one that I'd love to do, and it's really timely, and would deal with situations where Rocky has to fight in a different way. He has to fight for other people. He has to fight for the dignity of his past as he sees his neighborhood being decimated. So he's kind of a guy that needs a crusade. That's when he's best. Rocky is not a really good loner. It's not, he needs companionship. He was so alone, I mean, you know, so he had dogs, turtles, he had nothing. He was not attracted to women. He, he didn't, he was not um, a social bird. Whereas you take some characters that really relish relationships, not him. Uh, and that's pretty much me too. Uh, I have a great time when I'm in front of thousands of people. You're in front of 500 million people who are being broadcast around the world. There's no trepidation. I, I feel not nervous at all, not nervous at all. But I don't seek that 
on a constant basis. For example, I, I could sit in my home for a month straight without going cuckoo, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I don't know. This is a uh, this is really a question I could spend <laughs> my God a semester on, you know, like a semester. So. I, ideally, I'm trying to run this through my head like a film. I walk into a room, I sit on the couch, I turn on the TV, and much to everyone's chagrin, oh, there's a Rocky festival. <laughs> and do I watch it? Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. comforting. It's kind of like comfort food. And it's without a doubt the truest thing I've ever done. If there's anything close to my personality, that's it. He's a bit more noble, and I'll say it, a lot more tolerant. <laughs> but it, it, Rambo's definitely not my personality. Trust me on that. I, I tend to be a little bit more outgoing. As you notice, Rocky is very talkative, very loquacious. Uh, he doesn't stop talking. That's what I love about the character, too. I could say, and I'll, this will be a, a sign-off kind of on this. I probably have been the most fortunate performer in the world. Seriously, in the world. Because I had a character that I could actually tell the world what was on my mind. I can mm -hmm. actually say, this is Sylvester Stallone's philosophy in Rocky's body. On a 40 plus year um, run, it, it's quite extraordinary that I was able to vocalize and show different aspects of what I think about tenacity, what I think about fame, what I think about loyalty, mm -hmm. sadness, loneliness, abandonment, you name it. In Rocky, like Rocky uh, five, Rocky six, I'm sorry, that stuff was, I mean, I felt that in my bones because I know eventually that's going to happen and it makes me really sad. So, well, <laughs> so it's, it's something that I have to um, adhere to. And I, anyway, I hope this transfers, if it's probably too long, uh-oh. Anyway, thank you very much, the Rockettes. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, and keep punching. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, these feelings ain't cardboard. Everybody's got him, Paulie. <laughs> the hell with everybody. <laughs> Who the hell are you? Uh, yeah, Stacy. So I hadn't, I hadn't watched that, like because it's, it's very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. First of all, I want to say thank you to Sly for for yeah. taking that time. That that's first and foremost, right, Stacy? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> very generous. When time is your currency, that was that was a. A very, yeah. very generous donation over here to us. And I, I personally am very grateful. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to ramble here. I don't know if I'm going to be succinct. I, I, I probably tend to think I'm going to be a little bit of both. But uh, it's very difficult for me to even hear. Like I told Sue this the other day, uh, about two weeks ago. It, I can't even look at the screen when he says my name and those kind things about me. Yeah. I, I can't even look at it because... It, <laughs> I'm going to go a little biblical here, okay? <laughs> if you if you remember the great Charlton Heston yes. in Ten Commandments, okay? Yes. I love this movie so much. I watch it every year at Easter, and he climbs up the mountain, and then God puts the commandments on the mountain. Yep. So when Sly says that, that's like the Ten Commandments. To right. Me. And, and the hair is gray, and he's got the flowing <laughs> robe, and the skies are darkening yes. because they're, they're – and I'm just like, it's very, very, very difficult for me to even hear that. I tend to 
not hit the I, I tend to let it mute. You know when videos play, they're on mm -hmm. mute until you hit the little button. Yeah. I, I tend to let that part go on mute because it's very difficult. I am not ready to get in touch with my emotional state that that brings out in me. Right. Because <laughs> even now I'm fighting it. Yeah. So 11 year old little Mikey Kunda in Scram, Pennsylvania is watching this Rocky at the behest of my father who knew I was struggling with my identity. I was struggling with trying to find my place in the world, even at 11 years old, because that is when we start this process, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so uh, seeing Rocky and then immediately going to write Italian stallion on my little gray sweatshirt as a kid to now, where I am now, I know where we are now. Yeah, uh, this for him to. to I mean, th you're talking. This is Deke De Silva, Marion Cobretti. Uh, you're 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 talking about yeah. Gabe Walker. You're, you're you're talking about Barney Ross, John Rambo. You know, uh, Freddie Heflin. You're talking Cosmo Carboni. You're you're talking about all these John Spartan. You're talking about all these great characters. Yeah. And here they are all in his mind, sitting in his house where he could be, I don't know, teaching his children something or, or listening to their story. What he took a very valuable 15 minutes and he gave it to us. Yeah. They see. Yeah. I'm going to come back to, I made a few notes here. Um, yeah. on what I want to, but where are you at with all this? Well, as I'm watching this episode sort of unroll unravel, I'm like, it's, very special for you and for John, because all in the same episode, you both have experienced a massive experience mm. for validation. Everything that he's been signed on to do with MGM where or with Amazon now that Amazon owns it. Yeah, yeah. Just to be chosen for that, to be appointed to that, uh, all the nods that he gets from Sly, it's like, where do you go from there? And now, and then this video for you, you guys, you both have received something from him and we got it all in the same episode. And it's, it's very special simply because, and not just fame because, but he is literally one of the most famous human beings in the history of the world, not just right now, right, like right. ever. And to get that validation when you feel like you're a million miles away as a little kid, and now he takes the time to send this in to say that to you. He, just the fact that he said podcast, I was like, Whoa! yeah, I know. You know, right. I was thrilled when he takes two seconds to like something that I post. Yeah, right. I'm that is his time. That's a little piece of time that he gives us. And I just I'm very grateful. And it, and it is it's special for you and for John. Um, Stacy, the majority of my life up to this point, and I know <laughs> my mother and father and Sue are not, they, they, they don't like when I say this, but I think they understand when I say this, the majority, not all of my life. I've had some wins outside the Rocky circle. I have, right, right. <laughs> but <laughs> the majority has been like. <laughs> unvalidated in my life mm -hmm. and so you're always striving for that i never had the validation with the uh, my marriage or the validation with my mother and father or with my brother or, or, or my extended family around that 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 always that fell into place this is that validation where you there's only one person that can give this to yeah. you there's only one yeah and the the thing that i've seen with Sly, the thing that I understand about him, he understands what that validation in that moment means because he understands the storytelling value of it and how that can inspire if done correctly. There are no stop or my mom will shoot tours, okay? <laughs> right. There aren't. Right. But there is a Rocky tour. And mm -hmm. so he gets that. And if I had any lingering doubts, if I ever wondered, <laughs> and I, I'm pretty good now. Uh, I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need any Sly. You can continue to talk about me in public. That's great. <laughs> but I, it, it, nothing more is ever necessary. Yeah. If he never spoke to me again, I'd miss our conversations. We've had 
probably hundreds uh, of conversations about Rocky uh, in various ways. But if he never did, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm I'm really okay. All right. So uh, feedback on that and where we are so far. And then I'm going to talk about some of the things that, you know, touched me. No, I was just going to say, I, I like to call these moments like these little God winks. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. right you know, right, I'm right. glad that you like connected it to like a biblical moment because I don't know, this is, those are the moments that you feel like there is something bigger than ourselves out there. And um, I'm just so glad that you had that from him. Yeah. And the only, what I loved, he arrived to the conclusion in the end earlier. He's like, you know, there are people who blur the line between Rocky and Sly. And to some people it's very real. Mm. And then in the end he says, you know, Rocky is how I was feeling, what I was trying to say, what I was going through. And that self-awareness, that's why it's not a blur for people because that's why people yell Rocky when they see Sly yeah. and Sly is Rocky. I mean, it's not really blurred at all because he is that, you know, and it is real because of him. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Right. and I just thought it was neat how he kind of, he got there by the end. And, um, I just, I just, I could listen to it over and over. It was so, so nice. <laughs> I'm going to try listening to it a little bit more. It's, it's very <laughs> difficult for me to, because it, that's a, it's a heavy moment. It's yeah. a very, very heavy moment for me. So, but I'm going to listen to it more and more and more. Anyways, one of the things he said was, I know my flaws. And yeah. the, the thing is, is like, or Rocky knows his flaws. Mm -hmm. I was always very aware of that. I, I may fight against those flaws, but I'm very, very aware of who and what I am because of the choices that I have made over the last 50 years. And so, uh, you know, when you, when that thought process went into the character, the building blocks of, of Rocky, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, that, that's one of the reasons why I love this guy. That, that, that's one of the main reasons. Another thing was, um, oh, I don't want to put my glasses on because I'm trying to look cool. Um, <laughs> that's cool looking, isn't it? <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, okay, so for me, uh, you know, Rocky doesn't, isn't great himself. But like he's fought great fighters. I don't feel I've done great things. I feel I've helped people to accomplish great moments like their mm -hmm. bucket lists on the tour. Mm -hmm. I just had a, a, a woman from uh, Texas with her family and her husband was an ex-Marine and children are going to college and it's, it's a beautiful family. And the look and the story she was telling me about this bucket list moment of being at the gym at uh, being at uh, uh, the victors or going, running up the stairs. You, there, every single time I get these fans that are just imbued with the, 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 the goodness and the, the, the logic of Rocky, I find it very hard not to get emotional. Now I don't cry like a, a babbling idiot. I don't yeah, do I know that, <laughs> but I, I do get like, I get now during the, this mm -hmm. podcast, listening to slide talk, I get very, very emotional because I understand the heaviness. I understand the gravity of that moment right. because even though I've been to these sites 3000 times, it, it's like the first time for me. Every time I go, it's, right. it's this like, they, they ask me all the time. Do you ever get sick of looking up at the gym? Do you ever get sick of looking at that original fire hydrant? No, never, never. Because <laughs> I, I was the 11 year old kid who was scared of his own shadow, trying to find yeah. his way in the world. And this character mm -hmm. gave it to me. All right. So that's, that's that one. Um, what else did I, I got to do it guys. I got to break down here. Uh, <laughs> all right. The Rocky five fight. Um, mm. so a couple of things here. I loved his analogy of the Daytona 500 in the cornfield, right? Nobody, co nobody comes up with these analogies like Sly does. And when I do it, I sit here before I put an analogy forward to you, to Sue or to my fair, to out right. on social media, I say, what would Sly say? How, what is the road he would go down? What would Rocky, how was Rocky analogy me? Yeah. But I have to disagree. I don't think I want to see a Rocky five fight in, in an arena. Hmm. I don't want the pageantry. I like the dirtiness of the street. Right. I like the mm -hmm. dirtiness. I love yep. that. I acknowledge I am in the minority here. And, mm -hmm. and Sly is right. As far as fans go, uh, I have heard that time and time again. 
So I guess it's just an artistic choice. But also it's Sly's looking back over it all this time. And, you know, I, th- but by no means is this a critique. This is just right. I just love the Rocky Five street fight. That's all. Uh, I, I, I love it. All right. Um, OK, here's one of the things I am. I was. I was very nervous when I realized he was doing a video and it was going to go long and he started talking and I, I. It would have broken my heart to have heard him say that the wonderment is gone when he watches Rocky. Mm -hmm. When he said it's still a source of wonderment, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you know, there are things in our life, whether we come across a Polaroid or we come across an old VHS tape, you're like, oh. Yeah. Wish I didn't do that. Right. (laughs) And it's being... It's being shown to you by someone in the family who thinks it's cute and funny and you're like humiliated by it. But yeah. So, but he's not, he didn't go there. He, mm-hmm. It's still good for him. And so then put yourself in his shoes. Look, I get emotional just thinking about that. Just put yourself in his shoes and his children and his wife, they see like, I, I know they refer to him as Sly sometimes, but it, it, he Sylvester the dad, yeah. the husband, okay, mm-hmm. and the brother, mm-hmm. and they don't see him. It's a different. I always say this to people when they ask when this subject comes up. It's like my dad was a master tailor. He was the best of the best at his trade. Right. But when he came home from work, I didn't say, "Dad, what kind of spindle did you use on the right? navy thread in the Type Seven <laughs> R needle?" Right. No. That was what he did for work. I didn't care. Right. I want to talk to my dad and I wanted to tell him what was going on in my life. And so that's what he does with his children. And I think that's what we get in, in the Stallone family uh, 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 reality show. So, Mm -hmm. so I'm very glad to hear that when he watches it, they all go, Oh God. (laughs) And they probably do, but he watches it probably as long as he can until someone wrestles the remote off of it right <laughs> which is kind of funny you know and he's like rolling around the dogs are probably jumping on it, it, it's kind of funny all right uh let me keep rolling along here um oh here's a here's an interesting one so he's flashing back to rocky three clever lang mm. the band is playing now i happen to know a lot of what happened during that fight Mm-hmm. The in the beginning, I happen to know the backstory about that, and it's it's not th- that's not for this podcast. That's another podcast. So, but I I eventually want to come back to that because a lot of viewers may not know about that. Anyways, when you watch Sly go into nostalgia mode, well, first when I watch this, I say, "Oh, there it is, there it is," because I sent Sly a message after this. And it was mm-hmm. uh, kind of a personal message, so I, I didn't send it to you to play for everybody. Uh, but one of the things I had said is that I was unsure as to why he was so generous to me mm. uh, in this way. And but I think watching it back, now I think I understand. I think there, <laughs> I think there's something about me that brings the nostalgia out in him mm-hmm. because I'm really not about business. I'm not really about money. I'm not I'm not about any of those things that the majority of people are about. Uh oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it really <laughs> it hits you. Um it, it for me it's the heart of Rocky. That's mm-hmm. it's it you know what can you do for other people? And and I'll go I'll go one one step more. You know Charlie Chaplin a lot of people they have no idea about this. Charlie Chaplin was a huge influence on Stallone in mm-hmm. in creating the Rocky psychology. You know, Charlie Chaplin as the little tramp, whenever he showed up somewhere, he would flip his hat, he would twirl his cane, he would have a very funny thing about him. Yeah. And his goal was to meet a stranger and leave them marginally better than they were when he came to them and you see that's the thing and so rocky does that yeah when spider rico berates him you got lucky tonight (laughs) rocky doesn't argue back if that's what spider rico needs in that moment to accept the loss so be Mm -hmm. it um paulie he could have punched paulie in the mouth a (laughs) hundred times 
<laughs> but he doesn't. Even when he when he balls out Adrian, right? Rocky mm -hmm. grabs him and he Rocky can't do that last fist to the face. Mm -hmm. I can't hold me no more. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I get that. But little Marie, all these things, Bob at the docks. That's Charlie Chaplin, the, the little tramp at play in yeah. Sly's mind. So it goes into this incredible filter that Sly has, and it comes out in the pen, and he just writes it, writes it, writes it. And, and it's amazing to me. Um, okay, so it's the nostalgia, I think, that, that may have Sly his generosity leans my way i think maybe that's what what i do for slide i i don't know that's just my thoughts maybe uh, someday i'll figure it out I, I don't know what do you think i think um your dedication and your loyalty can't be matched and i think he knows that because there's a purity in in what you are to the rocky brand there's a lot of uh, people who come to the rocky brand looking for a handout looking for money you know they right. want to they they want to borrow sly for for themselves or, yeah. or they benefit some way for themselves and you don't have an ounce of that you don't have an and yeah. he knows it yeah i he couldn't live it. myself if i did i, I couldn't I, I couldn't i couldn't do it it's there's a purity in your dedication that you don't have this ulterior motive and he knows that you know when he says rocky is semi-real Mm. That that's a profound statement because nobody says Luke Skywalker is semi-real. Right. Nobody says Jason Bourne cool. or Indiana Jones mm -hmm. or Magnum PI, okay? <laughs> nobody says that. Yeah. But when it comes to Rocky, there is something that is so it's such rarefied air mm -hmm. that you think that character is alive and walking the streets of Philadelphia. When I was uh, 14 or 15 years old when my parents took me to the Rocky Steps for the first time, which is kind of the uh, inlay of the, the Pretender poster. I remember walking around the streets as we would just go from store to store or whatever, and I would look in windshields. I would look in store windows, and I would see Rocky's face everywhere. Now, Stallone was out in L.A. at the time living. He wasn't in Philly, but in my mind, I could not discern at that time that Rocky wasn't real. Like you really think he was part of the, the, mm -hmm. the, 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 the backdrop of Philadelphia. So I thought that was a very interesting uh, a thing. And I, I guess, I guess the last thing I'll say when he said about my question is that he could do a semester on yeah. Rocky. Mm -hmm. Sly, a semester on Rocky. Even if you did once a month. Yeah. Let's do once a month where you call in and we just do we, we I'll do a pre question ahead of time. Give you time to think about it. And when you come on, you just unload. Yeah, because I have to tell you, Sly, of all the Rocky podcasts that are out there, this one is the best one. This is the one that loves not only the character, but it's fans more than any other fan yeah. podcast. And mm -hmm. I will take that to my grave. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be amazing. And talk about a master class. We've talked about that. <laughs> Total master class. Of course. <laughs> Anytime he wants 100%. to do that, I'm certainly happy to write the curriculum for him. <laughs> I'll type it out. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, I'm going, I'm going to really do my best. Let's see Thursday. Yeah. I think I'm going to tune in for this one. I don't always watch the YouTube live on this. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's just, it's a, there's a lot going on in my life and at some yeah. point I have to draw a line and, and take sure. time for myself and so, yeah. and so on and so on. But I think I'm going to watch this Thursday. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to watch and chime in and, and, and see what people have to say on this yeah, because I'm do. very, and I have a feeling that this is going to be a very, very uh, well-watched. Uh, it's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And mm -hmm. I, I'm going to, when we hang up here, I'm going to go do a couple of quick promos and have them ready for the next couple of days. But I don't know what, anything else you want to talk about this video, Stacy? anything at all. I feel like I, I monopolize so much of it as I always do. And I'm so sorry. For <laughs> That's that. okay. No, I mean, this is, that was for you. I mean, and I, no, you know, that was, was for us in the podcast that, I know. okay. So I got in there. I was able to get the question to him, but that was for the podcast. Cause I told him in that question, mm -hmm. I want this for the podcast. Right. And, and he knew, he knew that. And so what do you think? 
No, I I think you know you've answered you said a lot of what I would have said. I think the uh, Rocky Five fight, you know, the people I hear people the real supporters of Rocky Five love that it was in the street because it was a, like a return to that grit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That he grew up in and he returned there. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. For that, I think it worked quite well. And just the shame that it brought over Tommy Gunn was priceless. You know, I enjoyed that. I I don't know. I don't think anything was missing for me. You know yeah, what I right, mean? That right, he, right. he really put Tommy Gunn in his place. And that right. was just so, I don't know. I would have him not put a second thought into that. I thought it was great. Well, that that's the, that's the thing. It's like it, for his fans, right? Yeah. For his fans, this is, I, I can't help but think that this is, what they will come here to hear this from him it, to give him a, a, an outlet because i know a lot of times he doesn't always in these interviews they ask the same right this questions over and over because that's their job right. you know what's it like filming in tulsa oklahoma oh it's just <laughs> sopranos meets you know right cowboys and indians and so right. on but when you are given an answer and you go a question is like what yeah. Holy shit. I don't know. You oh, got him. Wow. You got him. And, and yeah. he's going to remember that. He may not remember the person that asked them that question, like their name, but he's mm -hmm. going to remember that question. And it was at this time of day because that's how his mind works. Mm -hmm. And that that is the brilliant thing, I think, uh, of that. Yeah, it, it, he was still struggling with it, with the question the whole way. I know. He kept readjusting. And then he's like, well, and then he would shift here. You, It really got his brain going. And that that's the part I'm like, wow. When's the last time he's gotten a question that really sort of made him dig deep? Not you know? since not since he did the ain't it cool news uh, question. When Rocky Balboa, a lot of people don't know about this. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I, I have to give a shout out to Ain't It Cool News. Okay. A-I-C-N. I don't even know if they're around anymore. They had some kind of a weird thing happen to them. But Ain't It Cool News, hmm. uh, what they did was back in 2006 to help promote Rocky Balboa, they did uh, like 12 rounds or 15 rounds with Sylvester Stallone. And every week for 15 weeks, representing the 15 rounds, they would ask 10 fans could submit a question and that question would go to Sly and he would answer oh. it in detail. I mean, three, four, five, six oh, nice. paragraphs long. Wow. Is, because remember, <clears throat> Sly had already peaked in the 80s. I, I'm not saying anything here that Sly has not already said on 100 yeah. interviews. Okay. So he peaked in the 80s. So you can only peak once, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now he started falling a little bit. He hadn't been doing exactly what he wanted. I mean, he'd been golfing. He'd been enjoying life with his sure. kids and so on. Why not? And then he gets to Rocky Balboa. Yeah. And he realizes, oh, there's going to be a lot of doubt here. A 60-year-old Rocky, no Adrian. Uh -huh. I mean, come on. What, what, yeah. what are we doing here? And right. so he wanted to promote this. And Ain't It Cool News was a huge movie place to get all the first and, and utmost uh, uh, um, <clears throat> updates on uh, new movies coming out and so on. And so Sly hooked up with the guy that ran that, and he did these questions. Mm -hmm. You can Google that. It's still there. Mm -hmm. I also printed out all of the questions. So there are like hundreds of questions, and it was, but it was worth it. So if anybody has a chance, go back and, and Google that. You guys, yeah. you guys will get a very, very good education from what Sly talked about. And he did what he did for us here, but he did it in written form. But I'll, I'll take the video. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was great. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. That's cool. Yeah, it's incredible. All right. So. We've got that out there. We finally <laughs> technically had Sly on the show, technically. <laughs> yes. And and uh, I know he's, he's told me he will call in. Uh, he yes. will he will definitely be here at some point. Yes. The guy's a little busy. Yeah. You know? He's but we worked busy. out we worked out a good plan. You know, we're going to be telling him when we're yeah. recording. Right. We're going to be sending him the links every time we're recording, you know, for that right. window. Right. And if he pops in, we pause and we will bring him in. So I will just say that, Sly, if boot, you're listening. Boot the guest. The <laughs> guest gets booted. We talk yes. to Sly. Every guest will yeah. understand that. Yeah. And um, just for me to close, you know, I, I sent out a post, you know, asking everybody for their happy birthday um, messages to Sly. I am up to 35 now, I believe. So I will be very busy posting. Yeah, <laughs> you all will. All those messages out there. But I want to say... 
wish him a very, very happy birthday as well and all the things that it's meant to me in my life. And I think just personally, there's been a lot of family issues in my family. There's been relationships I've been in and out of in my life. And for me, applying the lessons from the family relationships meant a lot to me about what's okay, what's not okay, you know, and I've said it to my friends, men and women, would would Adrian ever treat Rocky like that? Would Rocky ever treat Adrian like that? Those are very clarifying questions to apply to your life, to be like, you know what, this isn't acceptable. And I think even with Polly, because we all have that difficult person in our life yeah. too, how to handle it, when to say something, when to leave it alone. All those things, when I laid them over my life, it helped me either go after something or it's time to let it go. And that was very helpful and I'm so grateful for that. So I do hope you have a very happy birthday with your family and friends. And we cannot wait to have you on here. <laughs> so. Sly, I'm not even going to try to top that. She said the best thing ever. I'm just going to say happy birthday. Enjoy it, my friend. Have all the cake you want. You've earned it. Enjoy. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Mike, tell us about this. So, okay, a long time ago, I had gotten fired. The economy was really bad, and I wrote a book called Cue the Rocky Music. Uh, you can buy it where they anywhere they sell uh, books, Amazon Prime, Bar BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, you'll love it. It's a little memoir about... Um, how I kind of uh, made it to where I am today. And mm -hmm. it's uh, it's also a good book to kill silverfish and spiders. Oh, so gosh. It's, it's good there. You can find me on, of course, the Yo Philly Film Tour on uh, uh, Instagram. And you can find me on the Yo Philly Film Tour on TikTok. Go see me. Stacy. <laughs> oh, my God, the pretender. Holy jumping Jesus. How did I forget this? Jimmy Toscano and his team out there in Detroit made a documentary about my life. They filmed us for five years. We were all terrified of putting our stuff out there. And Jimmy Toscano did about the most beautiful job a human being could do. The Pretender is literally everywhere except everywhere. Netflix because they're idiots and they never want to put Netflix out there. They never want to put The Pretender on Netflix. And I'm mad at Netflix. No serious Netflix. I love you, but you got to give us a chance. Yeah. Out there. You have to. You have to. It's anyway, no stay here. Where can people find you? I am at Had Me at Yo on Instagram as well as The Rocky Files and on Facebook at The Rocky Files Podcast. Stacy, I will see you next week. Keep punching. Keep punching. Bye bye. Bye.